Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Come in, have a seat, let's talk about superheroes and their creation, and about how we can present you a new superhero from scratch using a random name generated from the weirdest parts of the internet. Um, to introduce myself, I'm, I'm Dean McKnight. Uh, I'm here to, you know, facilitate this creation process alongside my very good buddies, my friends, my compatriots, Jade Sarson and Joshua Randall. Hello. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. Wow. That was so direct. I'm really impressed. I slipped into like job interviewer mode there for a second. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what happened to me. I just had a strong desire to um, have you explain everything about your life to me (laughs) in excruciating detail um josh what was the last like how did the last job interview oh i guess you it was successful because you have a job um yep i'm I'm fairly dumb in that regard yeah Mm. but like do you have like a secret technique when it comes to like job interviews you know is there a way that you dissipate the stress somehow or just try to get on their level like what 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 do you do to prepare this does feel like a job interview yeah it's um, become one i'm not prepared oh no um no i don't have any the last one i had was like three years ago i don't remember oh jeez. i think i was i think i was as funny and as charming as you would normally expect me to be oh. and that played to my strengths there you go just there's your top tip be as funny and charming as uh, bbrp host joshua randall and you don't have to worry about a single thing. It's in the bag. I told them I did a podcast about creating superheroes. We all laughed, and then we moved on. Moved on to your desk and your computer and your workstation, by the sounds of it. Yeah, so something works. Jade, wh- Jade what do you do in job interview situations? <laughs> <laughs> As if I ever have those. Um, I was just thinking, like, back to when I last had one. Um, I think it would have been... <laughs> 2011 uh i did an interview because i did a comics internship um but you know every job since then is literally just people coming to me like hey can you draw some pictures and i'm like "Eh, all right they're coming to you that's how the interviews go (laughs) i think that's the greatest uh, interview technique of all have them come to you yeah like they're you, you you should be interviewing them. Just be like, okay, is this job worth my time? What's what's your budget? Are are you gonna make me draw like your crappy ch- comics project? Like, I mean, I will say that is how it usually goes after the initial. We like your art. Can you do job for us? Uh, and I'll be like, yeah. What's your budget? And they'll be like, what's your fee? And I'll go, what's your budget? And they'll go, what's oh. your fee? And you know, we stand off in the desert for a few mm. emails. Jade Sarson, uh boss just ceo of interviews congratulations uh we're talking about a fairly boring subject i noticed i was going to ask i don't want to be the guy who always asks where are you going with this dean sometimes i I just tempted to ask where are you going with this dean oh have surely you've guessed by now is it the job interview name generator because i can't think of what that would be no 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 i just did a fairly stiff intro and i just wanted to 
for some reason. That's it. I just want... Wait, really? I thought you were going to lead into, like, a job interview <laughs> name generator. Holy no. shit. What would a job interview name generator even look like? I don't know, I but don't now... Know. I kind of want to try and format this episode as a job interview for I this would greatly desire we didn't do that, actually. Um, oh. I would just like to apologise to all the listeners for having to listen to, like, three minutes of talking about job interviews. Fucking anecdotes. <laughs> oh. Is that a- Unrelated. Oh, dry. Uh, we should talk about uh, Hawkeye. Um, um, uh, but, uh, what if? Okay, your your uh your five minutes of preamble are up, Dean. Oh, what's yeah, the generator? That's it. Okay, well, well, let's move swiftly on, shall we? So, please. Um, do you remember a few weeks ago where I also did like a sort of disconnected intro about um DC getting into web comics? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when I talked to talked about that for roughly six to eight hours? Mm-hmm. Well. Oh my god, it's Spider-Man, not Batman. Okay, right. Uh, that's also... Put put that in the bin as well. That's not a connection either. I just... Um, I was just done for a second. I've got a... Sp- I take back everything I said at the start. I'm no longer impressed. That was a fleeting moment of misjudgment. Uh, Dean, you are the same as ever. Thank you. I know we had a couple of weeks off, but you you haven't become that rusty, have you? I'm, I'm <laughs> rusty in the head. I'm just... I'm, I'm blunt as What's a the fucking generator? Okay, the ger- it's a Spider-Man villain name generator. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. So, let, let's cut through the crap. Spider-Man villain name generator. Gail Simone tweeted it. Um, 16th of September. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, we have all of the required elements for it. I will say, though, it is uh, a killer animal style thing. So, you know, it harks mm-hmm. back to our... Our roots, as it were. Remember Green Hyena? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Our very first episode. Um, don't listen to that one because, uh, well, you, n- you never <laughs> listen to the first episode of any podcast that, uh, it's, you know, we're rusty and, you know, get finding our groove. You know how it is when you start. <laughs> and, and 130 thing. episodes later, still rusty, apparently. So yep. this generator is uh, just two bits. Like I said, it's a color and animal. But it's a little bit more than that. Uh, so mm-hmm. first step, let's do Josh first. Josh. Yep. What is the color of your shirt? I'm afraid it's black today. Black. Okay, black. It's, it's still a good color. Followed by the most exotic animal you've ever touched. Touched. What's that? Hmm. Some sort of reptile or large cat, perhaps. Uh, did you feed a? It, it would have to be some sort of reptile. Did you? F- uh, I want to say a, I want to say a tapir, but I don't. Oh, think... I think you should stay ta- say I... tapir because then you get black tapir. That's pretty. I feel like black tapir is also just an animal. Yeah. It could be a superhero. That's our job. I know yeah. like we're ro- really rolling the dice on this episode, but, you know, it's our job to make it into a superhero, isn't it? We can figure something. I mean, even if my one's a stinker, we've still got your twos. Uh, yeah, we'll go with Tapir. Black Tapir, officially. Uh, Jade's awesome. 
Um, well, my top is also black, but it has some really cool uh, sparkly gold uh, writing on it. So I'll go with gold. Gold. And the most exotic animal you've ever touched. So it's a toss-up between, um, you could say, snake or cobra. I think cobra sounds cooler, but I can't remember if it was specifically a cobra. Um, uh, if you, Jade, if you say I remember it specifically being a cobra. <laughs> I'm surprised someone let you touch a cobra. No, it must not have been a cobra. I think it might have been... Um, a boa. It was like one of those picture very, very ones. Yeah, yeah. Picture very, very small jade, very small, uh, in school and having just a colossally big snake put around their shoulders and almost <laughs> falling down from the weight of it. Yeah, probably a boa or an anaconda. It would have been anaconda, mm. or am I just thinking about the movie where there's a big anaconda? I don't know. Let's go with gold boa then. Gold boa sounds like a one piece. It also, once again, sounds like a real animal. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm wearing a check checkered shirt. I'm just going to say checkered. Let's mix <laughs> this up a little bit. Let let us okay. be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most exotic... Animal- See, I've also done the seaside boa constrictor picture. So um, thanks for that. Um, but what other weird animals have I touched? Uh, I touched like a a, a a snow a snow snowy owl, you know, like mm-hmm. no a barn owl. That's it. I touched a barn owl. Is is checkered owl a thing? <laughs> We're going with gold boa, I think. Oh I mean, really? Che- not, checkered, not checkered owl. Checkered is interesting because it, not only does it like speak of like a pattern, there's also like checkered past. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which means kind of like dodgy, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. So a dodgy, a dodgy owl. <laughs> it also speaks of like a different kind of camouflage, almost. Like, I don't. Let's 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 play it a little bit looser here. Some might say what? not camouflage at all. Well, maybe it's like urban camouflage, like you know? pixelated. Yeah, you know how like the, I think it's the U.S. Army have like that. Um, uh, camouflage that when you like get up really close to it, it's like basically giant pixels in like splodges, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It could be something like that, you know? Checkered. Yes, I think we're going with uh, checkered owl. Like at this point, it's the mm-hmm. only one that's giving us some sort of jumping off point. What about gold boa? I mean, gold boa. I mean, you've got a. It's just Jafar's staff. <laughs> or like a feather boa. Uh, yeah, I was going to say feather boa. Like some sort of like, I don't want to say sentient boa. I feel like we do that too often. But like some sort of like very big flamboyant um, hero type that's all about the glitter, the glamour, the uh, the highs, the lows, the celebrity dumb. Have we done like a proper... I guess that also harks back to... Um, a green hyena who was like a, a comedian mm. hero, you know. So, what are we feeling like? I mean, you saying about like a, a gold, um, is is it like also called feather boa, as in boa being a form of clothing, yeah, not just a snake? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, 
I think was it one of our um, resolutions to Google things more? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. One <laughs> second. Research is an important part of writing. I've gone on to Wikipedia for Feather Boa. Mm. And it is BOA. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it can be made of fur, but it's usually made from types of feathers. Although non feather mm-hmm. boas are also available. And there's a picture of someone mm. with a knitted boa. Mm. Oh, fun. Well, because I was just thinking it would be like gold's really quite heavy, isn't it? Mm. So it'd be interesting if this thing appeared feather light, but mm-hmm. only this hero could actually, you know. Uh, maneuver it and manipulate it like if they place it around someone else's shoulders it just weighs them like wood down to the floor it could look like constantly molten Hmm. So, because obviously like a a boa kind of like drapes doesn't it yes so Mm -hmm. the idea of maybe this hero being so hot that it is constantly in like a state of flux Hmm. Until it doesn't touch them, and then it kind of cools down, and it becomes a bit more of a solid. See, one idea I had, which is sort of like, you know, I was I was cooking it up while you were talking. What what if the golden boa itself was the hero, and like it's sort of like a combination of snake and feather boa that is also gold. Um, and maybe it selects the pe- maybe it's almost like a, a hammer of Thor situation where it's like if you can hoist this boa upon your if um, you can pull this off in your outfit you are worthy yeah, yeah. and also if your traps can handle the strain you are mm. indeed worthy of the gold boa and you know you can have like a cute face and stuff little little, little handies you know quite quite fun yeah sorry yeah. little handies yeah, what are those, Dean? Aside from a horrible euphemism? No, so I was, just like I was little, taking a drink hand, at that point. <clears throat> little, little hand paw things, you know, little little grabbies. I should have said why if it's a snake. Why does it have grabbies? I can. It's it's our imagination place, Jade. We, it can have whatever we want. Hmm. I want a boa. I want it to be more of a uh, a mammal than a snake because I like mammals better than reptiles unfortunately. Um, i mean you know because like boas used to be like fur boas and like you know yeah, the, you reason have like that, mink the, reason, the reason why they're called feather boas is that they're meant to be like the snake but in a feather yeah oh oh well isn't it's not, <laughs> okay. it's not you can't just like call it like a feather bearded dragon because then it would turn into something different i'll i'll just it has know, to I'll look pack, it has to look like a snake i'll pack my ideas up and uh <laughs> I'll head down. Then um No no well, little that, handies for you. No no little little tiny itty bitty handies <laughs> for for Dean. Fine. But what about what about the, the gold uh creature um you know contemplating people's worth idea? Is that anything? Uh I wouldn't want to get too bogged down by the you know, the classic Thor hammer being you know, wielded by someone who's worthy thing. Mm. I wouldn't want to fall into too many of the same traps. Um, mm. But you have given me the possibility of, like, this being an object that seeks people out. Um, mm. Maybe it's not always a boa. 
Like maybe it's a golden piece of clothing. So sometimes if you stay with like the snake theme, mm. uh, it's not just like a boa. It could be, you know, snakeskin boots that are solid gold. Um, mm-hmm. A fucking, you know, snakeskin bag, that sort of thing. It's Gloves. just this. Oh, yeah. Like proper, proper like opera ones that go up all the way past the elbow. Oh, uh, hell um, yeah. Yeah, it's like this object that is latching onto people. Um, but maybe maybe worthiness isn't like the word we should use. Maybe we should find our own meaning to this object. What if it, like, let, let's, let's take a little dramatic turn here. What, what if it forces people to be a hero? Forces it, them like, to. Yeah, what if it latches onto you and then you've got to do good or else... Uh, you won't be able to take this boa off. What if it? What if it burdens people with heroism? Haven't we done oh. that before? Probably. Let's do it again. Wait, wait, wait. Think about where where have we done it before? Um. Actually, it might have been forced them into villainy. No, not that. Well, because Dean Dean's suggestion there makes me wonder if the object doesn't get heavier with, like the the if you try and disobey it so like it's a benevolent object but it becomes like so so benevolent in the fact in in the sense that it was like created to create heroes Mm. so it's not like specifically conscious perhaps Um, no i don't think it has like a personality it's like it's like thor's hammer sometimes it like stop comparing it to (laughs) thor's hammer (laughs) shit is it closer Um, to like Goku's cloud. You can yes. ride on it, but if you're not pure of heart, you'll fall through. Oh shit, that's really good. Yes, that's that's good. Yeah. But if you're if you start dicking around, suddenly you've got like, you know, two ton boots, and you're not going anywhere, buddy. Ah, but 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 okay. So when I suggested that the the object, whatever form it takes, becomes heavier, it's mm. not caused by like someone misusing it. No, because um, I'm assuming it must give them powers of some sort to help them with heroism. Um, my suggestion is that it becomes heavier or more of a hindrance if you don't do enough heroism. So it's like, oh, oh wow, I did it! I saved a person from getting run over, but but like a week passes and suddenly the boa is just like really heavy on their shoulders and they're like, what? Okay, I, I feel feel like i need to go and do another good deed um and it kind of builds up so they're doing more and more good things but it's never enough it's never enough and we can we can write some sort of strange allegory for how much you know it feels like no matter how many good things you do it never feels like enough because everyone's carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders and actually small good deeds you know are enough but this object's not having that basically Mm. Okay, so everyone, J. Joss, and also our listeners, turn to your left. There you can see our mood board. And you can see all the inspirations. Thor ha- Thor's hammer isn't there. But mm-hmm. I, t- I can tell you what I want to do. I want to put a little print off of the good place on there. Because I feel like this sort of philosophical nugget that you've uh, dug out, Jade, is going to be a-, a good tangent here. You know, mm. especially in the year 2021, where... A lot of shit's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, how much good can and must one person do? That's that's what I like about this. Yeah, so like, 
when you use good place as a reference, um, I want to completely dismiss the negative point system from that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the object doesn't give a shit if you've done bad things. The object is like, no, have you done a good thing? Shit, I'm going to get on your case if you haven't done a good thing. Absolutely. So it only cares about the good points. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's it. That's, that's, that's kind of what I want to explore a little bit with this. Because, like, mm. every person has their limits and every person is different with different limits. Like, the amount of good, um, you know, someone who's fit and healthy can do is going to be different yeah. to someone else, you know, who may be older or even, like, younger um but also like well let's not let's not be ableist about no, this i was i was gonna say like what counts as good as well like oh is yes. is someone like rallying people online to go to a protest a good thing or um mm-hmm. not like does the object count that exactly is this object one of those petty things that's like no picks or it didn't happen well I mean, if it's like an ancient object from, you know, uh, a time before the internet, maybe it doesn't even, like, recognize that as a good thing. Or is it like a, an almost, like, celestial, otherworldly object that will pick up on every last good thread in your, in your mm. fiber of being? Hmm. I want to say one more allegorical thing, and then we'll get into specific storytelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but I think it should be perhaps an ominous object, like like you say, uh, an otherworldly thing. Yeah. Um, because I kind of want to go in the direction of thinking that you alone can fix all of the world's problems by yourself is what like the object wants you to do. And the object has killed all of its previous... Ooh users from like pressure you know mm. like it's pushed them too hard and they've gone like i have to do it by myself i have to do it by myself and like over time the object requires you to do more good because the stuff you were doing for it back when you first wore it was small time but to appease it, it you have to do more and more oh. and it takes up more of your life there's like an escalation to it yes oh rough that's that's the direction i want to head so i think in terms of our actual story we need to kind of have a character that uses this object in a way that bucks that that history hmm so like figures out the the you know opposite like someone who can almost like cheat the system no not cheat the system just like accept that they can't fix everything by themselves and they need to like work with other people and and ask for help and offer help oh so maybe like give give and take so if if they could either pass the boa either physically or sort of spiritually as it were while they're laid out because i guess you know maybe that could lead on to continue this tangent maybe that could lead on to the idea of you know what if a good thing is encouraging others to do good things as well Yes, yes. Does the object see it like mm. that? Perhaps the object is the final enemy of this story. Ah, oh, we've done it. We've we've turned on ourselves. Like, 
Well, like, because, cause, you know, there's been a lot of kind of talk over recent years of like what is real activism is it performative or is the real activism you know helping I mean, I'm pretty people... sure the uh the only person who can really judge that is usher yeah it's true oh music reference i'm afraid uh, you're actually have to it's a it's me. a bad tv show reference uh, oh there's a new talent there's a new there's a new tv show James, oh where... fuck that fuck off fuck off fuck <laughs> off that's the worst idea there i've ever go. heard in my there life jesus christ uh, I heard they're turning it into a documentary now because uh, it was such a bad idea. But now everyone gets a bit in the, <laughs> in the limelight. It's still a bad show. Don't watch it. For fuck's don't don't watch yeah. it. But, uh, just just for context for our listeners, it's a uh, kind of like an X Factor style show where instead of singing, you pitch the cause that you're trying to generate, kind of funds and. A buzz, I guess. Yeah, publicity. Just yeah. trying to make happen. Yeah. And at the end, I think you get to pitch it to the UN. Uh, and Usher's in it. You know, remember the guy who We're was like, gamify yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna fucking gamify activism. Um, so yeah, I feel like uh, this object has the mentality of that TV show. <laughs> How about that? The mentality <laughs> of Usher. <laughs> Words I didn't think. Uh, that would be spoken on this podcast. Um, I, mm. th- so, so our character, whoever gets this uh, object, I, I tell you what your your note earlier about like passing around the object to other people reminded me of. Um, I really liked Shazam. Like, mm. oh. mm-hmm. heads up, slight spoilers for Shazam. I guess uh, the the main well known storyline. Um, like Billy Batson, you know, gives up a portion of his power to his like his um, siblings, and then they mm-hmm. have like a superhero team, mm. and that's really fun. Yeah, it's it's a family. It's not like Billy is like I have to use all the power by myself. He makes himself slightly weaker, power wise, like you know, strength wise, mm. but. He makes himself more powerful family-wise because he splits up the power between people he trusts and mm. stuff. So they're more effective working like that. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, I really like that. Hmm? Sorry, I can't believe that you've made a comic reference. <laughs> Whoa. <On> our podcast? <laughs> and a, sorry, a, a, a superhero comic reference is probably better. Yeah, you yes. put a real Josh um, there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I, I like your suggestion of like the the object doesn't get necessarily destroyed, but like I guess divided up is is a good yeah, but, one. But mm. like perhaps perhaps it gets divided up to the point that it almost becomes not non-existent, but like I'm I'm not talking like dividing it up to into five. I'm talking about dividing it up yeah, into if, like if thousands, maybe like of pieces. Say they pluck it. They pluck like a feather from it, and this thing is made of like hundreds of feathers. Oh. There you yeah. go. Everyone's got like a little mm. feather in their cap or on their blazer. Little scales, yeah. little feather there scales. You... Oh, that, that's cool. There yeah. you go. Um, but that it's going to be a bit like that one we did with all the uh, the flowers. Yeah, but it's going to be but better. Um, that you're actually going to see it as a full thing. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to paint a, a fe- feather slash scale <laughs> shower. You have a brush for that, right? 
Sure I do. <laughs> um, so maybe we should get into the nitty gritty because we've been talking kind of overall ideas, but we haven't thought of like what the powers that, are. That whole like plug in the feather thing, that's like a last issue deal. You know, we got to build up to that. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal. We got a head for that. We have we have something at the end of the Ooh. tunnel now. But now we've actually got to build the tunnel. Cheeky, uh, cheeky comics writing tip there. You know, figure out your ending first, because then you know where you're going with your story. Mm. It. Not everyone does that, but it's one way. If you of can, it. if you can, good. Write it down. It might change, but you know, you'll have your. If you know where you want a story to go, then you've got a pretty good idea of the kind of story you want to tell as well, right? I mean, yeah, I've done that where I've written an ending and then headed for it. And then in so writing the journey, the ending changed. That's mm. just mm. natural storytelling. Yeah, yeah. but... That... Um, so this person... Um, who are they? The like, or at least in our story, the protagonist, the person who sort of either finds or rediscovers the the golden boa. Um, do you want to go? Do you want to go classic with this? We haven't had like an archaeologist oh. so far. Say, I'm pretty I was sure say we haven't had like a like someone who wants to be a, a hero. We haven't had that kind of type because, all right. All right, Settlin. Uh, what if this is someone, you know, who is worried about the state of the world and who is concerned? You know, they have Twitter, basically. Um, I think this no having Twitter is not a fucking good measure of the team. <laughs> um, but I agree that that type of personality is one that's ripe yeah, for the is, object. This is someone who you know, knows there's a lot wrong and is desperate to make a change or do something to help out no matter what. And like you said, this... Well, maybe that's why they're an archaeologist because they're trying to look through history hey, for solutions there you for the go. future. Those who don't learn from history, etc., etc. Um, so mm-hmm. they find this gold boa and finally, now I have the, the physical ability to, you know... Get in there and do some change, you know. Um, mm. But what are the powers then? Where do they find it? In ancient Egypt. You've got to be careful with that kind of stuff, because obviously, then what you're doing is you're kind of making, you're kind of building this random object around a potentially existing oh, culture. That's true. Yeah, you don't want to do Which that. It might be a bit icky. And you mm. want it to be more like um, otherworldly as well, didn't you, Jade? We we had that. Sort of brainwave. Yeah. Josh, you like celestial things. Come on. Give us an idea. Yeah. Um. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, because then what we have is the issue of this. If it's come from some sort of cosmic thing and they're an archaeologist, then they're on a dig site somewhere else, which implies that where they dug up this thing, it could only be made by aliens. No, no. Okay, how about... Which is also um, icky. All right, how about we just Evangelion it? Uh, you know, this archaeologist went to the moon and dug it up on <laughs> the moon. Yeah. Space archaeologists, I can get behind. There we go. Yeah, Problem solved. That. I guess that would place it in sort of like the near future, the setting. Sure. Like, uh, let's let's pluck a random number. Uh, 2066. Hmm. 
that's far enough along to think for things to get really fucked up. You know, maybe they'll actually build the sea dragon. Maybe. Uh... Uh, yeah, shout out to all my for all mankind fans out there. <laughs> Hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter.com. Talk to me about that show because only I and Jade have seen it and a few friends. But still, we need more people. Good show. J- uh, Josh. All right. All so, right, Dean. Moon, moon archaeology. Yep, um... I like this. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they find it in like a lava tube. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a glimmer, it's a glint. You know, you mistake it for something else. It's like, what the fuck? It's a gold bow. But but of course, Josh, you've ingeniously set this uh this thing up because it's gold on the moon. Doesn't weigh a lot, does it? Mm-hmm. It's no. It's I one sixth not. its own weight. So, uh, you know, they take it in, um, and maybe there's like a lunar base. Maybe they have their own little Jamestown up there, and. You know, this um, optimistic archaeologist type who we're going to call Maybo. Maybo. So maybe. So maybe. Okay. So maybe Maybo. It's like a future name, isn't it? Is it? Sure. I don't know where you pulled that from, but it's fine. It's a bit of a crumbs law, but you know. How how are we Crom's <laughs> Law? How are we spelling Maybo? Uh, M A E B O. Okay. Okay. All right. So Maybo. Uh, they they take this uh golden um uh golden boa and they put it on in their little moon base and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is really cool. Um, but of course they don't realize they have any powers because maybe it gives it gives them super strength. And, you know, they're already kind of, like, super strong on the moon anyway when you think about it, right? And also, um, maybe it gives them the ability to jump really high, you know, super strong legs. But again, on the moon... So you're saying basically it gives them powers that aren't noticeable until they get back to Earth. Bingo. Mm. But why... Because I think he just likes it for the flavor. For the flavor, it's good. It's a fun story, Josh. Have fun for once. But it, you've given someone a tool that is basically just a fashion accessory that you put across your shoulders, and now you can jump really well. Yeah, but once they get back to Earth, they're <laughs> going to jump. This, this isn't really well. I know they're going to jump really well on Earth, but why are they going to jump really well on yeah, Earth? Because they're we... wearing a, some gold. It's it's not exactly going to be a training weights thing. Well, what what's what's the thematic power to have with gold then? What what's what's the 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 go to gold power? Like tough skin. Yeah, I mean that's it. It's, it's a it's dense. Actually, gold is a soft metal, so you know it wouldn't really give you that much protection. Is it? Yeah. But they used... Okay, I might have actually learned something from For All Mankind. Uh, didn't they use gold visors to protect from, like, radiation and stuff? Oh, yeah. It's like um, they they use, like, the gold foil and all the um, lunar landers to protect from, like, heat and radiation, like you put it. Right, okay. So maybe this is... Um... Maybe we can have some dramatic space flare in another form. Um, maybe instead of not noticing the powers, maybe the powers don't manifest until an emergency. Um, oh. So they're like wearing the boa and... 
What's a classic trope in space? Oh, decompression. Your spacesuit. Yeah, that and your spacesuit rips and there's a hole in it and, you know, exposure. Mm. Um, and the boa starts moving, writhing, and it just kind of slinks across the body and forms this scaly kind of protective layer. Ooh. Oh, this How a built-in costume. That? Yeah, exactly. You get a, yep. a snazzy costume. Oh, hell yeah. You, got- you know, think, think Lil Nas. <laughs> Oh, another timely uh, reference that will be lost uh, when the episode comes Lost to time. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And also a music reference. I thought you didn't make those. Holy shit, Um... whoa. Ah, but it's queer culture. It doesn't count. (laughs) Okay, this is great. So there you go, Josh. We we fixed it. You happy now? No more fun space shenanigans. I gave you space shenanigans. It's space shenanigans. It's not just they jump well. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll have you know Superman originally jumped taller than a skyscraper or whatever. He didn't fly. Yeah, he he can um jump buildings in a single bound. Don't try and talk me on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um well. Welcome to Bim Bar Radioactive Podcast where we argue comics every once in a while. Now. Yeah. Jumping's a cool power. Just Yeah, no, no, it's perfectly fine if you can explain it. Um, <laughs> the boa so... did it. That's my. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, Jade, the uh, the peacemaker, has come up with a peaceful solution to mine and Josh's a uh, uh, horrendous war. Um, so it kicks off. That's their first good deed with the armor. <laughs> it kicks off. Sorry, I was rearranging. It kicks off. Um, you know, after that incident on the moon, they're like, "Whoa, this thing is magical." So. Do you think at that point they take her back to Earth for like further study and whatnot, and then? Well, surely they were going to study it anyway as a an archaeologist that found a <laughs> relic on the moon. Yeah, of course. Um, but like they they take it back to, uh, I'm sure what would be in 2066 a, a wretched and poisoned Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to get too Avatar on things, they they ki- they killed our Awa. Um, and from there, you know, perhaps someone tries to, um, you know, steal the, the precious lunar archaeological finds, um, from the lab. Uh, and then that, you know, rustles and like rives again and covers them up. Ah, hold on. What if the archaeologist is the one that steals it from the lab? Like Hmm. on a regular basis, as in... They're more putting it back every day, like moonlighting with it, yeah. Um, as and doing heroic things, um, because we need to have this main character connected to it constantly in order for the pressure of it to get to them. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like there'll be initial studies, um, you know, to try and analyze the material that it's made of, because it's probably not actually gold. It is. Might be a new substance, but they're just space calling gold. it gold. Space, space gold. gold. Um, so yeah, they're analyzing the space gold, and eventually, you know, they can stop running tests on it, and um, you know, oh, uh, whoever sponsored the the dig, you know, they want to take the the relics on a tour. So naturally, the lead archaeologist on the project is going to go with mm, it. The one that almost um, died to, you know, get hell yeah, them. yeah, yeah. 
exactly. So then they start wearing it as, you know, part of the traveling exhibition. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like their showstopper. You know, they walk on stage with it on. It's like the, the gold um, boa. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they do their talks about the the exhibition and quite often they try and talk about, you know, how they're feeling about current issues. But people are like, yeah, anyway, uh, give them the hook, get them off the stage. Yeah, because like this, this um, Mabo would, you know, they, they would consider that they have a platform at that point. Exactly. And, you know, there's shit going on. Maybe the, the, the the company funding the lab maybe they're up to some shady shit some like you know ted lasso stuff going on there being all like hey these guys are polluting xyz we should talk about that for a little bit but of course you can't bite the hand that feeds are you gonna go somewhere with that or <laughs> well just like you know you can't bite the hand that feeds and that means they get hushed anytime they you know or they they start to start with they get hushed anytime they get brought up to the microphone then eventually they just get like stopped right because all they're gonna they're just gonna talk about the issues and we just we just want to see the, the 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 space gold right okay we want to sell tickets for the space gold yes okay yeah um so obviously when they're not doing the exhibition talks and running the exhibition they are moonlighting as a hero so that's where they start um satisfying the object's pressure and mm. also satisfying their own like guilt that they haven't been able to make any meaningful change yeah we got we gotta like like you said said at the start we gotta link those two things mm. you know so it starts small you know the armor is um let's say impenetrable um yeah reinforced they don't maybe they don't necessarily have like super jumping and super strength but they are somewhat um protected Superized. yeah yes yeah, so uh, so well, they, they could they can have a little bit of strength give, give a, a little, a little bit. bit yeah not not an absurd amount like they can't fucking stop a bus but they can you know like firemen carry people that they couldn't before you know they're, they're pretty buff it makes them buff gives them the abs the, sure. the little nas x abs Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling about this, Josh? Yeah. I can see where it's going. Mm -hmm. um, it yeah. has a trajectory, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, I just want to know where we're going with it. Mm. Okay, so they'll start small. They'll be doing things like just keeping an eye out for trouble and stopping sort of... You know, the classic crimes like bank robberies because ba mm. bank robberies hurt the little people's accounts, not the big accounts, the corporate accounts with all the insurance. Um, what if... It, what? Um, not to piggyback, but... Yes. Um, like, I guess, what if, you know, part of the weight and part of the guilt is that they're doing all these small crimes? I get, Tell mm. me if this is exactly what you're going to do anyway. What, yep. what if these, like, small crimes... <laughs> were helping but not in a big enough way so yeah old Mabo tries to go for like the head of the snakes as it were you know these mm -hmm. larger organizations that are you know polluting the earth or mm. um you know uh being real shit heels to either their customers or their um benefactors you know 
what if yeah. they try and go for like the big fish because they feel like they're they're forced to well i was gonna say on the stepping stone i think um between my first point and your point there is like going from protective action to more proactive things oh right actually so the, out. the middle yeah so the middle point is like protecting other activists so i think they'd go from just keeping an eye out for minor things going on around them to actively making sure that the exhibition was going to key places where like big protests were happening so that they could be like part of the frontline defense and that would uh you see a, a guy dressed in a gold scaly outfit in a protest you stick out yeah. you know that i guess that would be like the the sort of fame point of the story where it's like oh like this guy's always turning up at these these protests who who are they what are they doing mm. they seem to be protecting these dudes though and that of course you know that splits public opinion hmm like let me be specific as well they are um the the umbrella tactic of the people at the front of the uh crowd yeah. you know they they are protecting the crowd they are not the fucking celebrity walking over with a can of fucking Pepsi for the police. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck that. Um, so, you know, they are um, trying to protect the crowd that are actually doing something meaningful, but then you perhaps have that spectacle be the problem. Like, you're just... You're just here to show that you're doing something. You're not actually doing something important. Mm. Um, and that, like, adds like, the way. You say you're here to protect us, but you could use that object to do something really meaningful. I mean, maybe... And that's how we get from that point to your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And, again, that's that's pressure, that's weight. Maybe, maybe they hear these people's criticisms saying, like, oh, you know, you should be going for the big fish. And initially, Mabo's mm. like... I'd love because we can't get yeah. it. And Mabo replies by saying like I'd love to, but I think that's a little bit out of my my wheelhouse. You know, I I could protect mm. you guys. I'm just an archaeologist doing something good. Mm. But then like they feel they they feel the weight. Yes. And so the object is like no, do things that are outside your capabilities. You you have to do more, more, more. more. You got you got to feed me. You gotta feed me. Mm, feed me, Seymour. You gotta feed Seymour, Seymour the Golden Boa some good eggs. And then, you know, that pushes them into harm's way, you know, in more ways than one. You know, mm. maybe they even get into, like, proper, like, legal issues because they're trying to, you know, this vigila vigilanteism is, you know, pushing the bounds of legality or. Well, yeah, because it's going to be very quickly figured out. I bet after a few public appearances that it's the it's Mabo, the archaeologist, using mm. the gold boa or you, from the exhibition that they have been touring. Well, I'd say let's let's play a little bit more deviously than this because these bad people are bad people, so we can sort of antagonize them a little bit in the eyes of the reader. So you mm -hmm. could have it so you know you you rattle these these bigwigs' cages, they come after you. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I was gonna say the people who funded the dig and the exhibition just basically like take it away from Mabo. Oh. Um, or they possibly like sue Mabo for all of the 
you know, um, archaeological recognition, what? Uh, all the control of the exhibit, etc. Et we could add an extra little sting into this as well and say, like, maybe initially the company were, like, supportive of Maybo's... Not, not... Maybo as an archaeologist, you know, Maybo as a presenter of the BOA on tour, but as soon as, like... Maybe maybe the company gets pressure from the, these other companies and organizations that Mabo's going after. Maybe they speak mm. to the CEO of Archaeological Incorporated and they say like, hey, you got to sue this guy into the fucking ground or we're going to come for you. You know, maybe there's some um, uh, co, co something. What's the word? I don't know. No. Yeah. Uh, the uh, conspiracy. There's a conspiracy, basically. This. What do you mean? A co-conspirator. Possibly, <laughs> you know. Basically, all these companies are gunning for Maybo and the Golden Boa. Right. Yes, they all want the Golden Boa. Yeah. Or they. Not even that. They just. They just want them to stop. Just stop. Fuck off. I'm trying to cut down the Amazon rainforest here, and you're. Well, I was gonna say, like, I I wonder if you're like initial point of like they were initially um supportive you know could be like that that modern thing that very current thing of like oh well it's fine if you you know you do a little tweet with a hashtag but when you actually started you know physically going and you know uh, attending things and holding up signs in public you're associated with this company you can't there be you doing go. that i like it jay good link Maybe they've just decided that they can use the gold better as gold. Yeah. <laughs> Space gold. <laughs> Space gold's like, got to be worth a bit. Yeah. You're, you're, you're clearly not doing anything here. Let's just melt it down. <laughs> you know, maybe that's part of the conspiracy And build well. build a little monument to, I don't know, um, a useless the, prime the, minister from several years ago. The, the, the like, they'll build it in memory of like an old legacy hero who didn't actually yeah. really do anything yes you know, the, oh. idea, the idea of superheroics they'll use it for instead of oh, superheroics. that's Point great that's oh. very good um there you go. so then- so ah ah okay okay so that's how we get to our fucking ending you remember the one <laughs> you remember the yeah, one we yeah, had i was, right I was, I was gonna bring it up I was going to bring it up okay oh, okay all right well i'll hold my idea no and no see if no, you no, get no, close to no, it no you go All right, I was going to say, at this point, we have um, a crossroads for our hero who had felt the weight of the gold on their shoulders, and they've tried to do more and more, and then they started putting themselves in real danger, like they were out of their wheelhouse, going and um, directly, like, attacking, um, you know, the rich. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when the gold actually gets taken from them forcibly, there's a moment of like relief, like, oh, maybe I can just, you know, maybe Mm. I can just go back to space, (laughs) be by myself for a (laughs) while. Go back to the moon. Um, But, you know, so they have to weigh up like, well, when they find this space gold again, like they they break in perhaps... um, with some friends they've made along the way. We haven't got time to get into it. <laughs> that would be um, friends. That would be friends. Yes, there would be friends. Um, 
they break in and they find the space gold that's going to be made into this new statue. So we've had like the whole, at this point in the story, we've seen what the plans are for it, but it hasn't been turned into the meaningless statue yet. Mm. So this is the crossroads. You have to see whether the hero, Mabo, is like, well, do I take it back? Do I put it back around my shoulders, even though it has taken everything out of me? That's um, let me, um, and I can't do anymore. Or, 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 do I break it down and give it to everyone so that we can mm. all work together and do something? What if Shazam? Shazam! <laughs> Shazam! What if the Shazam moment happens later, though? What if? How so? What if Mabo, un- like? under such immense pressure and weight decides to leave it even though all their mm. friends are like hey man like you got to keep going like we'll we'll oh, help we'll help do you, you think do you think they let the statue get built and we have like a statue toppling situation where the statue turns into all these tiny <laughs> uh, you, snake you're beating scales. me to it you're beating <laughs> me to it jay what if you know um you know they can't talk maybo into doing it Despite, like, you know, all the friends they made along the way and whatnot. But mm-hmm, Mabo's mm-hmm. just like, listen, man, I, I can't. I can't. I can't do it anymore. And so the statue, you know, gets made and it's freaking, you know, solid gold. Mm. And uh, maybe Mabo, they have this, like, poignant moment where they're standing in front of the statue. And they're like, man, maybe I should have just been like you, a hollow hero. Hey, I bet this statue is pretty hollow anyway. They, you know, knock it with their finger or something with their knuckle. And, like, that sort of makes one of the feathers, like, you know, pop up and, like, rise. And, you know, maybe that feather sort of, like, breaks off and just floats gently? I don't know. Floats. Yeah, I was going to say gold feather. That that well-known, yeah, that well-known property of gold. I know, know, but it's space gold, so it needs to be weird, weightless. I want, I want yeah. it to flutter. I do want it to flutter. Mm. You know, it floats to the ground and they pick it up and, you know, they, they, they feel enough to be responsible but not enough to be overwhelmed. And, you know, that's the moment where it clicks. You know, mm. that's the moment where, you know, there's a rush and the, the thing, like, ripples like uh, like a tree in the wind and everyone grabs a leaf and, you know, the, the, the Activision... Was the the the, the, the Activision? The Activision, oh god, <laughs> was the opposite of what we're going <laughs> That's for. That's the main villain of this fucking piece. I don't know. <laughs> um, the act active, the activism. Sorry, is the friends we made along the way, and they they're the ones who perpetuate this uh, this movement. It's not just one one person. Everyone gets a favor. Everyone has a little bit. You know, collective action. Mm. Etc. The end. The end. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's where the story would, you know, end for for this comic. You know, everyone's everyone's on board now. Um, yeah. And and it's the end of the tale of the object as well because it's no longer able to like continue its old course of like latching onto a person and crushing them. Mm. It's just enough pressure on each person to keep them going it's the end of gold boa cut okay that's it that's a good episode (laughs) um all right we did it we thought we had some stinker names but turns out 
Check it out. I can't even remember what we thought. I think we could have gone somewhere with check it out. Yeah, I was thinking I think of like a hacker or something. But we. Oh yeah, that would have been really good. Why don't you say that first? Sorry. <laughs> but you didn't, and now we got now we got this this good story in front of us. Ah. Now, now press stop on this one, and we'll get into recording. Check it out. Right, let's yeah. go. Oh no! Don't tell if the you, listeners. If you subscribe to our Patreon for <laughs> oh. five hundred dollars a month, you can subscribe to us on Apple Music. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine making money off a podcast. Could you imagine that, Josh? Oh, what, what a novelty! Um, I, I'm I'm content just with the usual reviews. Mm. You know them. Those things you can do from like Apple Podcasts, I think. Yep. Google Podcasts, I think. Yep. Wherever you get your podcasts, I believe you can send some sort of review. Mm-hmm. And whatever you review you may leave, we may also put into a name generator, I've, which might be fun. You could have, I guess, we could have like guessed your, uh, you know, your shirt color. We could have and... given you a shirt yeah. and a exotic animal. We um, could, but we didn't. But we could. Twitter. Twitter BBR underscore podcast is our usual place to find us, you know, mm-hmm. just posting up things, out of context screenshots, um, I don't know what that would be this time. I we'll, don't know, we'll that crappy out. that crappy armour from Wonder Woman 1984 or something. <laughs> oh. oh, Jay, what do well, you Well, at least it took up? nearly an hour to get into that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. speaking of, like... The usual. You're going to be drawing not only like scales and feathers, but also like highly reflective materials. This has got to be mm-hmm. pretty painful illustration for you that you'll be posting on the Monday after the podcast is released. Not really. Um, I used to love painting metal. It was like one of my favorite things to do. So it would be good to uh, flex those old muscles, I think. I do remember that one time you drew like a robot you and you gave yourself highly reflective robot fingers and you did it like one piece style you know where they have like the the buster call the golden snail like the, the yeah like where pretty much the whole thing's black except like the 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 very tibbly top highlights you do it like that mm. couldn't you i don't remember this illustration you claim i made <sighs> but um all right sure <laughs> all right well it is like more than 10 years ago if if, if... If you want to be smart, you can just um, just do like a close up of something, like a little hand with some like gold dripping off it or something, looking like a feather boa resting on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Or just I'll get like there. A, I'll figure it out. A single feather in the fingers, you know. You you yeah, you're, you're an illustrator. You can you can sort some out. Am you? I? Am I? Because I'm hearing <laughs> lots of uh, other people who aren't illustrators telling me what how to do it, so I must not know how to do it. Yeah, this is this is like a job interview, Jade. We're Fuck. coming to you and saying, um, <laughs> draw this for us. And you will say yes. If you can complete this spec work for us, that would be really great. You have been uh, hired to draw this illustration and also bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, um, uh, uh, executive manager of uh, Podcast Relations McKnight. Uh, I'm Jade, apparently the illustrator Sarson. And I'm a Josh Little Handy Rand. <laughs> they they could have just had a little handies as well, that's all I'm saying. Good night. Good night, little handies. <laughs>